Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Share prayer and different things, but this Sunday morning we can bring them to the Bible study, to the church meeting, so that they can get the word of God. Amen. So the number again is 641-715-3670, and that access code is 420-123-POUND. And as you do that, I'm going to send one message to a person, and we're going to go ahead and go into um, a time of uh, announcement, a quick prayer, and then we're going to go into the Word of God, and we're going to close out with prayer, and we're going to close the line for today. Amen. So, again, if you're just joining us, amen. 641-715-3670. Access code is 420-123-POUND. You've reached the Message of Christ Church located in Chicago, Illinois, where our senior pastor is none other than Prophetess Sylvia Staples. Mega Prayer is Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time. Every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. is our Bible study. Is our Bible study. And we ask that you would invite others to join us every time that we're live here on the broadcast. We're here every Monday night at 7 p.m. for our Miracle Monday. Every Monday night at 7 p.m. for our Miracle Monday. Amen. And if you desire to reach us after any broadcast, you may do so by contacting us at our business number, which is 773-609-2071. Again, 773-609-2071. You may leave prayer requests, uh, messages to find out what's going on with the ministry. Amen. We will not be contacting you back for prayer requests. However, we will be distributing those prayer requests through the entire ministry team that prays on this, uh, prays a part of this ministry team. So we ask that you would go ahead and uh, make the contact and reach out to us. Let us know, hey, God is truly blessing me to be a part of this. I enjoy whatever it is. Or if you're coming to my city, can you come to my city? Will you come to my city? Amen. So we ask that you will go ahead and put those um, requests in via phone, or you can go in through our email address, which is messageofchrist at yahoo.com. Messageofchrist at yahoo.com is our email address. 
and our web address is sylviastaplesministries.com and messageofchrist.net. On both of those, you will be able to order your prayer shawls and your prayer coverings. Also, you will be able to sew into the ministry via both of those websites on sylviastaplesministries.com. You can find out when we're streaming online, amen, and other uh, events that we'll be having, amen, as part of the Sylvia Staples Ministries. And on messageofchrist.net, you'll be able to post prayer requests on the prayer wall, testimonies, uh, excuse me, praise reports. We have lots of video and other products that you can order on that website, Amen, as well as the itinerary is on that website. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 390762, Chicago, Illinois, 60639. Again, it is P.O. Box 39760. Three nine zero seven six two Chicago Illinois six zero six three nine six zero six three nine. We ask that you would go ahead and, and take note of that, just in case you need to reach out to the uh, ministry at any time. You will have that access right at your hands. Amen. So um, two three oh. Another way to stay connected with this ministry, amen, let's not forget Facebook. If you have not connected with Pastor Staples on Facebook, you are so wrong. You are so wrong. If you have not contact connected with her on Facebook, amen, she is on uh, Facebook, Sylvia Staples. Look her up. Searcher, finder, friender, request a friendship, amen. And Sylvia Staples on Facebook. Sylvia Staples on Facebook. So make sure you become her friend on Facebook today, amen. And without further ado, uh, we're going to go into a time of the word, amen, and then we're going to come right back with today's lesson, amen, amen. I'm sorry, a time of prayer. <laughs> I apologize. I'm multitasking over here, and I'm trying to make sure I get everything done today that needs to be done. But God is able. God is able. Amen. Amen. God is able to do just what he said he would do. Good morning, and welcome to our 8 a.m. broadcast of Make a Prayer. We're so glad that you joined us on this morning. If you uh, would, go ahead and invite someone to uh, our Bible study on this morning. Amen. Invite someone else to our Bible study. We have uh, a great lesson coming before us today. So uh, the number to invite people to join us is 641-715-3670, and that access code is 420123-POUND.
Most gracious and merciful Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, and we lift up your holy name. Lord, we thank you, God, for another day that was not promised to us, God. We thank you, God, for last night's lying down and this morning's rising, Father. God, we thank you and we praise you, God, that we have an opportunity, God, to sit before you, Lord God, for a time of prayer, for a time of the word, for our lesson on today, God. So, Lord God, we thank you, God, even for the means of technology that you have placed before us, God, that we're able to come together from all over the world, hallelujah, to share in a time of And, Lord, we just pray right now, God, that you will lead us and guide us according to your word, God. Father God, we ask that you will forgive us of all of our sins, of omission, commission, Lord God, our iniquities and transgressions, Father God. Father, we thank you and we praise you right now for how you are using, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, your people for this time, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we want to be in your presence. We want to be found doing your will, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father God, we just pray right now, Lord God, for those that are on the line, God, those that may desire to call in, God, those that will call in later on in the broadcast, we just plead the blood of Jesus over them, Father. We ask, God, that you will protect them, O oh God, from our hurt, harm, and danger, seen and unseen, Father God. Father God, if it be any sickness or illness, O oh God, we ask right now, God, that you would just touch them right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We know that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are a healer, God. So we ask right now, God, that you would heal by your stripes, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you, Father, for what you're doing, God, for your healing, God. Lord God, those that may be in need, oh God, uh, financial uh, things, oh God, legal matters, oh God, whatever the situation may be, God, I thank you because you know it, because you knew what would happen even before we were born, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, so I thank you and I praise you right now, God that you, Father, supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory, Father. And I thank you, Father God, that the favor, hallelujah, of God rests upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you right now for what you're doing in the lives of your people, oh God. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, oh God, for how you have assembled those, oh God, to pray over the people, God, all over the world, God, things that are going on over the world in different nations, oh, God. We thank you and we praise you right now for what you're doing, God. So, Father God, we pray now, God, that this Sunday, God, that this Sunday, God, will not be church as usual. This Sunday will not be Bible school as usual. This Sunday will not be singing as usual. This Sunday will not be giving as usual. Hallelujah. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, I thank you, God, and I praise you, Lord God, that this Sunday, oh, God, this Sunday, God, Lord God, in the Sundays to follow, in the weeks to follow, the months and years to follow, God, Father God, that we will no longer walk in the way that we formerly walked, oh, God, but, Lord God, we will walk 
in newness, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Oh Lord, how we thank you and we praise you right now, God, for what you are doing in the lives of your people, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Father God, that we will sing, oh God, with jubilance, oh God. We will be jubilant, Lord God, and exuberant, oh God, in our singing, God. Father God, we will not sing unto man. We will not sing unto people, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We will not sing for show, God. But Father God, we will sing, oh God, for your glory, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Father God, we will not give as usual, God. But Lord God, we will give with joy and Excitement, exuberance, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we will not be fearful, hallelujah, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, when it's time to sow, God, oh God, we will not be fearful, God, when it's time to pray, God, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now, oh God, for what you're doing in the lives of the young people, oh God, oh, in the name of Jesus, use them in a mighty way, oh God, as we prepare for this lesson on today, God, Father God, hide me behind the cross, oh God. Let it not be me, oh God. Let not even my stop, my pantyhole, oh God, my earring be seen, God. But Lord God, you, oh God, to ascend, oh God, through this message, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we ask it all. Amen, 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 and amen. Once again, we thank everyone for joining us on today for our 8 a.m. broadcast. Uh, Sunday school, amen. So we're going to go ahead and get started with our lesson today. Today's lesson, October the 16th, 2016, amen. Oh, man, this is uh, just a blessed day, amen, amen. This is just a blessed day, amen. So if the lesson is the greatest high priest. The greatest high priest, that is our lesson, and it comes from Hebrews 4, verse 14 through uh, chapter 5 and verse 10. Amen. So um, as I prepared this lesson, and it was just uh, uh, when I opened up my Bible, I had one Bible, then I said, let me go to this other Bible. Mm, I need to find some other means to have all these Bibles because I got like 10 Bibles. Amen. And I need to make sure I need to get some that, you know, got the two different uh uh, versions in it so that I can stop packing all of these Bibles around and going, go get this one, go get that one. Let me, but I already had uh, chapter 4 and verse 14 through uh, 16 highlighted in my Bible. And um, it was just ironic that I had that. And then, for whatever reason, I had it marked. I put a blue line under verse 11, and I didn't put a side note on it, but I did um, put a blue line to verse 11. So um, I just thank God that I know that already I had been here and I had studied something in this chapter but I did not put notes in my Bible because this one had notes and so forth already on the side, kind of taking up my space. So um, it starts out with, um, let me just kind of read uh, the lesson. I'm sorry, I'm teaching from a different uh, version that I'm not used to teaching from, and I normally use a, a different uh, a book. 
when I'm doing these. Um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and try to use both of these. I didn't get my book that I wanted for this year. Um, this is uh, by uh, Mark Scott. It says, the Bible is full of free. There is a sense in which God, there is a sense in which all of God's people are priests. And that comes from Exodus 19 and 6, 1 Peter 2 and 9, and Revelations 1 and 6. Amen. But there is another sense in which certain people were called, especially to represent God to the people and to represent the people to God. Some of these priests were exemplary, and this is in Luke 1, 5, and verse 6. And some priests were rascals, and that's in Numbers 3 and 4. Our text today gives us at least three reasons why Jesus makes a great high priest. Amen. And I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Amen. And it says, outside of the book of Hebrews, Oh, no, I, we don't want to read that one. This is a, a older lesson. I, I found an older lesson that I had did on this some time back, but um, we'll just stay there. The first division is because Jesus ascended, and that comes from uh, Hebrews 4, verse 14 through 16. It says, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not know, oh, excuse me, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. And if we don't need our Father now, oh, my God, oh, my God, I tell you, we need him now more than ever. Amen. So seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passing to the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to that profession. The author has already mentioned Jesus as the high priest twice, twice by this point, but without elaboration. The verse before us marks the beginning of the explanation. So we're going to go up to verse 13 and read that one, and then we're going to come back down. And no creation is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. The author begins by assuring the readers that understanding Jesus as high priest will contribute to our confidence to hold fast our profession on him. 
That means that we cannot give up. We must hold on no matter what it is that we will go through. In this sense, the word profession is not related to one's occupation or vocation. Rather, it is the word sometimes translated as our confession or to confess. And that's found in 1 Timothy 6 and 13 refers to statement to deeply held beliefs, convictions to so that our lives are guided by them. Amen. We are told two things about the high priest, the high priesthood of Jesus in this verse. First, it is great, meaning it is the high priesthood that exceeds the Jewish version in every way. So as I was studying this lesson, amen, it was just amazing how everything that I've been going through and how this lesson just kind of fell right into play right in the middle of this thing that I'm I'm going through right now. So as I was studying the word, amen, oh, God, okay, as I was studying the word, um, I, I was reading Hebrews and and uh, 14 in the commentary, and as I was reading it in the commentary, it says the writer of this epistle has spoken of the author of the gospel. So that's one. As the creator of the world, as the lawgiver in God's church, and as the conductor of the spiritual seed of Abraham in the heavenly country, the rest of God and as the judge of the whole human race, who proceeds to speak of him as the high priest of our religion, and to show that as such he had made atonement for our sins by the sacrifice of himself. Our sins. Amen. How many people live in America How many people live on the continent of Africa? How many people live on the continent of Asia? How many people, not just live, how many people have already gone on before even our time? How many have gone on since we've been living? So just think, this one man, Jesus Christ, came and he made atonement for our sins. This one man is making atonement for the whole world. Those that have already gone, those that have gone since we've been living, those that are yet living, those that are yet to be born, listen to this thing. He's made atonement even before they were created. Amen. This is an awesome lesson, awesome, awesome lesson. So it says here, uh, I get excited, I get excited, I get excited. Help me, Lord, find my slave. Help me, help me, help me. Uh, religion, high priest of our religion, and to show, okay, so, okay. This is the fourth fact whereby the authority of the gospel as a revelation from God is supported. They who are acquainted with the history of mankind know that from the earliest times, Propitiatory, propitiatory 
sacrifices were offered by almost all nations in the belief that they were the only effectual means of procuring the pardon of sin and favor of the deity. Now, we know this is people coming before the mercy seat. Amen. Propitiatory means to have mercy. And then the Jewish faith actually have a, a service called Yom Kippur. And during that time of Yom Kippur, that's like the most important holiday for the Jewish faith where they come and we just had Yom Kippur on uh, October 11th and 12th where the people come and they make atonement for all of their sins. This is what they do once a year. They come and they make atonement for their sins. It's a day of confession, and, and they confess their sins to God. They sit on the mercy seat, the mercy seat, amen, in order to feel in the presence of God, in order to be in the presence of the holy of holy, amen, and to feel that connection. Now we know Jesus Christ has come down in place of all of the different uh, rituals and different things that had to be done in order to make atonement. Amen. We have Jesus Christ that has come to be on earth with us, and now he's making atonement for us. Amen. So then it says, um, in this persuasion, Jews were more expressly were confirmed by the law of Moses in which a variety of sacrifices of that sort as well as free will offerings were appointed by God himself. And as a heathen and as the heathen offered these sacrifices with many pompous rites and feasted on them in the temples of their God, of their gods, they became extremely attached to the form of worship which at once eased their consciences and please their senses. So we know that even uh, we have now people making atonements and, and going through different rituals and stuff like that. This isn't just uh, uh, biblical. This is still going on today. We have people making atonements to different gods and, and different things. I went into the dollar store yesterday and I was in there and uh, I saw a family, uh, about five or six of them, around the candle aisle, and I was trying to figure out what kind of candles they got going on. You know, I was all into what was going on, and I realized um, their nationality and what they were doing was they were looking for those different candles, the Mother Teresa candles and the different candles like that. And when I realized what they were doing, I had to repent right then and right there because sometimes we bring things into our house. We really don't know the meaning of these things, amen. And I used to go to the store and buy these candles and burn these candles in my house, you know, the big, long candles. And now they're selling those big, long candles, you know, in a big glass tubing. You could get them for like a dollar, two dollars, and they would burn forever. Amen. When the power used to go out a lot, my grandmother had those candles in her house, and those candles would stay lit for a long time. And we didn't have to worry.
you know, uh, having lights and so forth. Then when we would go down to the country, we would pack up those candles and take them with us because my grandmother didn't want to deal with uh, the other kind of candles that they uh, uh, burned in the country. So we would take those candles, and then I was writing on the back of these candles. I began to repent right then and there because I realized that I, too, had burned these candles, that even my ancestors had burned these candles, amen, in the house. And and uh, it wasn't to make sacrifices, but we had burnt the candles. It was the thing that we had brought in the house. So I began to repent of those things on yesterday when I saw what was going on. I mean, they had a basket full of them, too. They were steady getting and reading the different candles and trying to see. I know one was like, uh, I remember a long time ago, you know, one was like a money candle and you burn this one, you get money. You burn this one over here, Mother Teresa, and this one over here. I, it was just a whole bunch of different candles that they were burning. And I never, ever, ever realized that till yesterday. God just pricked my heart, and I had to repent of that. Amen. So um, it says, um, persuaded, oh, da 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 no, 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 Christian place, Jews. Gentiles, okay, wherefore, I need to put my finger where I stop, and that nothing of the kind was offered in the Christian place of worship. Jews and Gentiles equally were very difficulty persuaded to renounce their ancient worship for the gospel form in which no atonement appears and which employing rational motives alone for exciting their affections was to was too naked to be to such persons in any degree interesting. Wherefore to give both Jews and Gentiles just views of the gospel, the apostle in this passage of the epistle affirms that although no sacrifices are offered in the Christian temple, we have a great high priest, even Jesus, the Son of God, who at his ascension passed through the visible heavens into true habitation of God with the, sac- the, with the sacrifice of himself. Through the sacrifice of himself, not a cow, not a goat, not a person, not a child, nothing like that. But it was him himself. Amen. 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 And for these considerations, he exhorts the believing Hebrews in particular to hold fast to their profession. This is show that Jesus is well qualified to be high priest. He observes that Though he is the son of God, he is likewise a man and so cannot be touched. And so cannot be touched. I'm sorry, I got a phone call in the middle of teaching.
begin to show that Jesus is qualified as high priest. He observes that though he be the Son of God, he is likewise man, and so cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. On which account we may come boldly to the throne of grace, well assured that through his intercession we shall obtain the pardon of our sins, and such supplies of grace are needful for us. These being the doctrines which the apostle is to prove in the remaining part of this epistle, the paragraph may be considered as the proposition of subjects he is going to handle the following chapters. And as his reasonings of this, as well as on the subjects discussed in the foregoing part of the epistle, are all founded on the writings of Moses and the prophets, it is reasonable to suppose that this, that his interpretation of the passages which he quotes for these writings are no other than those which were given of them by the Jewish doctors and scribes and which were received by the people as he wrote. Amen. So we know that uh, uh, the Jewish people um, still celebrate and uh, honor all of those different uh, times of making atonement and doing various things and going by the Jewish laws. But we uh, know as uh, Christians that Jesus Christ makes sacrifice for us. Amen. He He made a sacrifice for us as well as he makes intercession for us. Amen. Second, we are high priests who has passed into. We have a high priest who has passed into the heaven. No Jewish high priest has ever, <laughs> has ever described this way. No Jewish high priest has ever been described this way. The description indicates that Jesus is in the heavenly realm as he continues to function as high priest. Both Jewish and Christian thought understand heaven to contain the perfect ultimate temple of the Lord. The Jesus, the risen Jesus, is positioned to work as high priest in a realm compared with the temple of earthly Jerusalem is but an inferior copy. Our high priest in heaven is not heavenly like an angel. Our high priest in heaven is not some heavenly being like an angel who has had no experience of being a human. So we know that there are celestial beings, and we know that Jesus Christ has been to earth, yet he has ascended to heaven. I love flying on airplanes. 
The thing about flying on the airplane, first of all, in order to get up and go somewhere, you must board the plane where? On the ground. You must go into the airport. You must walk through the little uh, tunnel thing. Uh, you must walk up the stairs to get up into the plane, depending on what kind of airport you're at. And once you get in the plane, which is now on the ground, on the wheels, amen, waiting to go through, through, listen, he has to go through the runway. So that means that Jesus Christ, just as a plane, he was down on the earth. And as you see airplanes, as they uh, get ready to taxi out, you see them driving the planes down, backing them out from the gate. You see them uh, go and drive the planes down the runway, and they go, you know, to the place. They wait. They wait. Listen. Glory to God. They wait to get a signal from the air tower to tell them, hey, you're clear for takeoff. And once they get that clearance, what do they do? They go full throttle ahead, and they begin to go down the uh, uh, runway with speed. And as they pick up speed and they get enough speed to get up off the ground, what happens? That plane begins to ascend into the air. The next thing we know that the wheels are no longer uh, downward, but they have folded back in, and we are in the air, flying over the air, through the air, amen, ascending thousands and thousands of feet. One flight, the man said, we are 37,000 feet in altitude. 37,000 feet in altitude. And I don't know how fast we were going, but we left late. But I tell you this, we got there before we um, were supposed to. And I said, man, if they were giving speeding tickets in the air, they would stop our plane. And, and I think about even the Jetsons. Now, if we look at the Jetsons, I don't know how many of us watch cartoons, but if we look at the Jetsons, they live in the air. They they just you know everything was based on the air. I, I I don't remember anything about them really being on the ground. It was like they lived in the air. You know they went to the thing. They went in a little tunnel. They went back up and they got in their little uh, whatever jet and they flew off. But we know that Jesus Christ walked on earth with us. He became a human being and uh felt the things that we went through. Now, some, you know, will say, well, uh, uh, he um, is an angel. Jesus, and some people, you know, they, they don't believe Jesus exists, you know. But we don't argue the word. We don't argue with people. Amen. We begin to pray for those people to believe in Jesus Christ as our, our, the whole world. Amen. The whole world, those before us, those that have gone on that was once with us, and those to come, we believe that they will receive Jesus as their Savior. Amen. It says, uh, Jesus, however, was made flesh and dwelt among us. If he had not been made human, then he would not have experienced death as humanity does. If Jesus had not been human, 
then he would not have died for our sins. Amen. Yet, even being fully human, Jesus differed from all of us in that he was without sin, fully human, yet unsustained by sin. This is the combination necessary for perfect, eternal God priest. He had no sin. He knew no sin, yet he walked with us. Why? Because he knew what his poor father was. Why? Because he already had seen the price. He didn't come down to earth and be like, ooh, uh, I can't sit here. Uh, I can't fellowship with y'all. Ooh, uh-uh. Oh, no. You know who my dad is? He didn't come up here and stuck up. He didn't come down here trying to uh, condemn people and be like, man, you in the ghetto? I don't know if I'm going to be able to come to the red light district. I ain't gonna be able to walk to the walk on the streets with you, sister girl, because uh, my father has this, that, and the other. Amen. I remember watching a movie where this man, Red Baron, had left his nephew all of this money, but during the time, just to make this boy humble and show some humility, he put him through all kinds of tests in order to get these millions of dollars to make sure he remained humble in the time when he received this money. So um, we know that Jesus Christ came. He lived in the, he came to the ghetto, the slums and all of that. And some of us won't even go to the ghetto and some you know if we do, it's before nightfall. And um, I was talking to some people about um, <laughs> uh, fasting and praying, and uh, we did a little reverse thing. Amen. I know I'm taking up because the rest of it is just, just you know, we're going to go through that. But um, I told them, how do you catch a crack addict at 6 o'clock in the morning? You don't catch crack addicts at 6 o'clock in the morning. They've been up all night. You don't see prostitutes in the middle of the morning. Why? Because they walk the streets all night. You catch them in the middle of the night. So we go to places when they sleep. We went out witnessing this morning, and uh, we didn't get to talk to nobody. They sleep. You have to go during their hours. Their hours of business is not our hours of business. Therefore, as Jesus Christ made himself sacrificial, and when he even was on earth, he walked with us on earth, we need to make sure that we're living and doing things according to how Jesus would do those things. Jesus saw what the promise was. Jesus knew. So while he was on earth, it did not bother him a bit at all to go to the ghetto because he already knew what it was like up above that. He already knew what it was like. So even if we profess Jesus Christ as our faith, reading the word of God, Knowing what the reward is, it would seem that it would be easy for us to walk and live according to our faith without sinning, without doing these things, amen, because we know what our reward is going to be. We should not be um, still doing the same thing, amen. And, and once we came into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, it should be easy for us to walk through this beginning. Daily, 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 we do sin. Amen. A full human, yet unsustained by sin. Amen. It says, when in need of help, no 
impulse is to approach someone who knows us and is in position to assist. The one is the one in heaven who understands our needs on our terms is Jesus. Jesus, 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 our heavenly advocate. While on earth, Jesus revealed himself to a person of mercy, to be a person of mercy and of grace. This is why we may approach him boldly, 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 for he has already promised to be with us and supply our needs, according to Matthew 28 and 20, boldly. Boldly. We got to be able to go boldly, but it's no more time for these few prayers. Lord, will you please help me? I'm just asking you this one time. No. Get the word of God. Pray the word. Pray bold prayers. <laughs> be bold. Knowing that we are invited to bring our needs before our heavenly advocate who intercedes for us as the ultimate high priest. It is the key element of prayer. It is the key element of prayer. So I want to go back and read that again. Knowing that we are invited to bring our needs before our heavenly advocate who intercedes for us as the ultimate high priest is the key element of prayer. If we do not obtain Obtain mercy and find grace to help and time need. It is because we have not asked. So who do we ask? Jesus Christ. We must ask Jesus Christ, who is our heavenly advocate, to come in and step in and work on our behalf. Why? Because Jesus ascended. Because Jesus was called, that's Hebrews 5, 1 through 6, amen. Hebrews 5, 1 through 6, because Jesus was called. Because Jesus was called, the author draws on common understanding with his readers to portray the traditional roles and functions of the high priest. Such a person is taken from among men, meaning he is ordinary human being who comes from those who he serves. The fact that he is ordained for men in things pertaining to God means that it is his defined function to serve as a, me- a mediator for the rest of the people in their relationship to the Lord. And it says, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men and things pertaining to God, and that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices of for sin. So we know that the high priest was called as a being, uh, a human being from among us, to go before God to intercede, kind of like, you know, the Catholic priest. When the Catholics go to the priest, they go to the confession booth, they tell the priest all about it, and then the priest do what? The priests go and make uh, uh, sacrifices. They are that he's the go between between them and God. They confess to him. He goes up to God and say and and prayer to God and says, God, you know, you see John 
John's sin. I'm asking you to forgive John of his sin. And then he come back and he said, okay, well, go and, and make a sacrifice and and then uh, walk in holiness or whatever they say at the end, you know, um, uh, when they're in the confession booth. I don't know how it worked because I've, I've never done a Catholic uh, thing. I've been in a Catholic church, but I haven't done any confessions or anything. It says, one way high priests serve as mediators is by administering gifts. These are various offerings that people bring to the temple, including tithes of produce from the land. Such gifts serve the practical function of supporting the Levites who work in the temple and the high priest and his associates who perform religious duties there. Amen. So we know that uh, the Levites all walked in priestly order. Amen. And so um, now they call them uh, parsonages, a parsonage, where that's where the pastor lived or the priest lived and the priest was taken care of by the people. Now, you know, you listen to the people and be like, I'm not going to be doing that for him. Uh Uh-uh, no way. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not giving my money to the preacher. I'm not doing this. No, and we, that is our duty in order to take care of the priest. It is our duty to take care of the priest. This has been the primary function of the Jerusalem temple, a sacrifice factory where thousands of animals are slaughtered every year according to expectations of the law of Moses. Later, the author of Hebrews will make the point that despite his massive shedding of animal blood, the result is ineffective. Listen, ineffective, ineffective. So the sacrifices that these people are making, yet making, because we know that people are sacrificing some things, amen, to uh, some to some gods, some, to some little g gods. And it is ineffective in actually removing the sins of the people. Amen. We know that some people go to the uh, uh, priest to make sacrifices, but now we have people making sacrifices to other little G-gods. Amen. And it's, uh, who can have compassion of the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that he himself is compassed with infirmity and by reason hereof he ought as the people, so also for himself to offer his sins. Amen. And no man taketh his this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God was Aaron. So Also, Christ glorified himself to be made as high priest, but he said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. And he said also in another place, Thou art a priest for even after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. So with that, being said is even though Jesus is a member of the Trinity, he's a member of the Trinity. 
he did not presume, he did not take his own glory or honor on himself. He waited for the Father to call him. This match what happened with human priests. Amen. They waited to be called. When, when we were talking about the plane, the plane taking off, what did they have to do? They had to wait for the orders to come from the air control center. What is the air control center? Well, so glad that you asked. The air control center sits high above. And what is that uh, tower in that tower? Well, in that tower, what do they have? They have panels where they see things all around, and they are able to give that order. So some the order came from up on high to the man down low. Even though he was high, God said, no, I need you to go low, okay? So then it says they also had called, had to be called by God. When they were called, they had two tasks to offer gifts and sacrifices to God and to deal gently with people, with the people. Their calling helped with the first task and their humanity helped with the second task. Of course, the high priest would go in the Holy of Holies once a year, that's young Kippur, in the fall and offer sacrifices for his own sins and the sins of the people. But no one could just casually walk into the presence of God. Such a person had to be called to God. Amen. Jesus was called by God to this great high priest, and the writer draws upon two psalms and to underline the point. Psalm 2, which is a raw psalm, when the king reigns might be threatened, God's king will be victorious over people because God has called him. Psalm 110, which is quoted eight times in the New Testament, is a Masonic psalm, song celebrating the authority of the Messiah. The high priest called by God dates previously to priestly tribe, and that's the tribe of the uh, Levites. It says the great high priest is similar to the strange figure in the Old Testament named Melchizedek, the king of righteousness. The writer will speak more about him in the next lesson to come. Amen. So we're going to read more about uh, Melchizedek in the next lesson when uh, coming from Hebrews 6, uh, 13, uh, 7 through 28. His calling was unique as the calling of Jesus. Verses uh, chapter 5, 7 through 10. Amen. Let's go to this one. Chapter 5, 7 through 10. Who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, Unto him that was able to save him from death was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned 
he obedient by the things which he offered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Mm, Obey, that's the word we need to keep. Called of God, of high priest, after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. So, uh, as much as people like to avoid suffering, you know, we don't want to go through nothing, I tell you. I don't want to be broke no more. I don't want to be this no more. I don't want to live here. I don't want, we don't want to, we, we have a hard time going through the suffering. It is actually become, it actually becomes a credential for ministry. Amen. Those things that you have struggled with, amen, your struggle will be your story. Your story will be your testimony. Your testimony, amen, is your witness, and that witness will allow someone else to see the work of God. Amen. Human high priest shared a common humanity in the daily grind with their people. Our high priest chose the path of suffering to fully identify with this people. Means that yes, he did go to the hood. Yes, he did go through some things, some unbearable things. He was talked about, laughed at, spit on, picked at. Everything that we go through that we complain, I'm getting tired of her. Every time I go by, she's staring at me. You know, those things. <laughs> the agony of Jesus' suffering was evident in his prayer life. He offered up prayers, specific requests, and petitions with fervent cries of fear. The Garden of Gethsemane comes to mind, but the text should not be limited to that prayer. The agony of his suffering was also evident in his scourging and passion experience on the cross. Through this suffering, Jesus learned obedience and became perfect so he could be the source of eternal salvation for us. What are we willing to go through in order to see other people to be saved? Amen. We need to be able to go through these things even as we cry out for the Lord. Amen. It says the author now reveals intimate knowledge of Jesus' prayer life. We got to have a prayer life. At the end of the day, that is our communication from earth to heaven. Earth to heaven. That is the only way. God cannot operate in any other form unless we open our mouth and we begin to speak and speak to who? We need to speak to the Father. Amen. Speak to the Son. Amen. And to the Holy Ghost. Amen. No other God, no other thing, no other being that can answer our prayers, that can save our souls other than God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, that is the only thing that has come to say. That is the only thing that can answer our prayers. And any other God that we pray to is a false God, and it's not of our Heavenly Father who is God. Amen. Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ prayed. All four Gospels know that Jesus prayed to the Father, but his, but this other answer, Jesus 
was entreating the one who had the power to save him from death. Amen. Jesus must have prayed many times in the way this verse describes. But one occasion of the note, his time of prayer in the garden. The Greek word translated feared is godly fear. Amen. We're not talking about fear, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. This is a godly fear. And it should be understood in that manner. Therefore, Jesus' prayers were heard not because he feared death, but because he had proper attitude of personal surrender to God. This is another quality that makes Jesus the ideal person to be our high priestly intercessor in prayer. Amen. We have people praying, 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 but are we showing humility? Are we showing who God is when we pray? I mean, we we pray prayers, but we need to make sure that we're not praying out of our flesh. That's what I want to get to. We're not praying out of our flesh. Watch me make this happen. No, because then we're operating in ourselves, and we're trying to say that we're bigger than God. Because we know that God is a prayer answering God. Amen. It's the book opens lines celebrates God speaking through his son. God speaks through his son. Jesus is further celebrated as the one who creates and sustains all things and who express who in this the express image of his father. This Despite these lofty qualities and qualifications, there were things the son had to learn of humans through obedience. 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 I'm going to keep saying obedience because we have to get that word obedience in our spirit. As Leon Morris puts it, Jesus learned obedience by actually obeying. Amen. Jesus learned obedience by actually obeying. It says that if you do something uh, 21 times, you know, consecutively, then that will become a habit. And, and once that habit becomes, you therefore continue to do this thing because you continue to do You know, if you brush your teeth 21 days, you're going to forever be brushing your teeth because, you know, you got to brush your teeth every day. You know, and some people, if you start brushing your teeth three times a day, then some people feel every time I eat, I got to brush my teeth, you know, if you do that 21 days. But Jesus actually, it wasn't a 21-day thing. It wasn't a seven-day thing. This was a life of obedience. His life was walking in obedience according to, the Father. I mean, some things that we say, you know, simple or too hard, he walked in obedience. He walked in it. He lived it. Amen. In everything that he did, he walked in obedience. In the context at hand, Jesus' obedience is tied with the things which he had suffered. A reference to the events leading up to his horrific death on a Roman cross. 
we are now provided an important perspective of the value of the results of Christ's obedient suffering. The text does not say that Christ lived through pain to become stronger or wiser, nor does it insinuate that Jesus was ever imperfect in his divine nature. Rather, the writer is saying that the suffering Christ endured made him perfect as in completely tested and qualified. Amen. When we buy stuff, we buy a car, all this kind of stuff, it goes through a test, and they have to say, hey, this is okay for public sale. This is okay to leave the factory. He was tested and qualified. When he was tested and qualified, that made him in all ways perfect. What? To ascend to heaven and to be seated at the right hand of the Father. I got a little bit ahead. We almost done. These phrase intended is revealed in the phrase became the author of eternal salvation. The next few chapters will expand on this, making the point that Jesus' obedience all the way to the cross qualifies him as all-sufficient, perfect sacrifice for human sin. And remember, we are here living. There are yet people that have already died, and listen, there are people that have died since uh, uh, people that are to come. There are babies that have not even yet been born yet, have not been conceived, but just one man, because of his obedience, he died for us that we may have eternal life. Amen. And it says that this brings our lesson back to the beginning point. The first Christian to read this, probably those of Jewish background who may be thinking of abandoning their new faith to return to Judaism, should ponder carefully with the significance of Jesus' priesthood. Why go back to the imperfect? Amen. Listen, once we get delivered and set free and we become and we come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, why go back? Amen. Why go back? Don't go back. Don't look back. Why go back to the imperfect and sometimes corrupt priesthood, amen, of Levi and Aaron when a high priest after the order of Melchizedek has come? And we know that Melchizedek is known as a righteous priest. If he was a righteous priest, that means that the sacrifices that were being made, they wouldn't be used, uh, gluttony, wasn't nobody trying to use somebody up in order for them to sacrifice stuff, having different women. You know what Aaron's sons did in the temple? Amen. So we won't see that when it comes to the order of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ walked in perfect. Amen. Even in temptation. He walked in perfect, 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 perfect obedience. Amen. There may be times in, in, in there have been, there may be times in our ministry when we ask a visitor to our church um, to see the priest. Oh, I'm sorry. There may, there has been a time in my ministry when a visitor 
uh, church asked to see a priest. On one occasion, a young man met me after Sunday service and said, Father, I need to confess. Amen. This is somebody else. I quickly realized that he was coming from the Roman Catholic faith. He wanted someone to hear his confession as a Catholic priest might do. I told him that I was not a priest, but that I will be glad to talk and pray with him. We did just that in my office. His problem was he was getting married that week, and he still has strong feelings and attraction for another woman other than his fiancée. In his own way, he was suffering in his attempt to be righteous. Rugged individuals is not the Christian way. Oh, rugged individualism is not the Christian way. It comes to spiritual matters. We all need someone to listen to us and pray for us. This is partly why a specialized category of priest is valued in some branch of Christianity. But in the New Testament era, we do not need this kind of priest to make intercession. We are all, all, inclusive, all, complete, all, everyone, nothing left out, all priests. And we can all, and we all can pray for each other. Something Paul asked his readers to do for him. Even so, we ultimately, ultimately, and always rely on Jesus our faithful and eternal high priest to intercede for us at the very throne of God. Father God, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for this lesson on today, Lord God. It's a reminder, God, that we know that Jesus Christ is the greatest high priest, oh God. Lord God, it's a reminder, Lord God, that we have to make no sacrifices only unto you, God. Father God, it's a reminder that Jesus Christ yet sits at the right hand of you, God, and he intercedes for us, God. Father God, it's a reminder that Jesus Christ, though he was high, he made he was made low, and then, Lord God, he ascended back to his maker, God. It is a witness to us, O oh God, that, Lord God, that we shall live holy, Lord God, to walk in obedience, Lord God, to make prayers boldly, O oh God, unto you, God. Father, God, know that the struggles and the temptations and things that we go through, God, are not unto death, O oh God. But, Father, God, if we follow your word, God, that you will be faithful and just to deliver us, O oh God, and to use that very thing, O oh God, to be a testimony to win others to you, God. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord God, who was holy, oh God, that came down to a dirty world, God. Oh God, that lived with us, oh God. Lord God, that died for us, oh God, and yet make intercession for us, God. We thank you, Lord God, for your son, Jesus Christ, oh God, and his obedience, oh Father. Help us, oh God, to walk, oh God, according to the way our Father, oh God, has walked, oh God, your son Jesus, hallelujah, God, walked on earth, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God.
Father God, allow us, oh God, to walk in obedience, oh God. Father, allow us to love, oh God. Lord God, sharing with one another, oh God, in the name of Jesus, praying for one another, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. Father God, we pray on today, God, that souls will be saved, oh God. Lord God, that testimonies will go forth and that you will be edified and glorified through the testimonies. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for it's in Jesus Christ's name. We pray, amen, amen, amen. We thank you for joining us for our 8 a.m. broadcast of our Sunday morning Bible uh, school, amen. We look forward to you being back with us at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, amen, on Monday morning. At 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, tomorrow morning, we look forward to you being here with us. That number is 641-715-3670, and the access code is 420-123-POUND. If you desire your prayer after this broadcast, you can contact the ministry at 773-609-2071. Leave us a voice message, and we will distribute those prayer requests to all of the intercessors that are part of our uh, ministry team, amen. And if you have any questions pertaining to our ministry, amen, you can contact us as well on that number, and we will get back with you. Make sure to leave a message t- stating the nature of your call so that we can get back with you as soon as possible. God bless you and keep you. May the grace of God be with you as you go through your uh, day today in worship uh, with others, amen. Amen. So be blessed, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. And until next time, I love you.
To stop conference recording, press 1. To re- your conference recording has stopped.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.